1: That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line.
2: All right, good evening. Welcome aboard to another edition. It is Sports Overnight America. Across the country and around the world on iHeart Radio and uh, worldwide on the American Forces Radio Network, part of sports byline broadcast. You can uh, dial us up on TuneIn Radio as well. Podcast available, Stitcher, Pandora, and all the places you get your favorite podcast. As uh, we take you to the top of the next hour here uh, with scores, interviews, and highlights throughout the night and the early morning hours on a busy Tuesday into a Wednesday. Lots to get to, and, you know, listen, I mean, we could just – one story after another, all day on Tuesday into Wednesday. Very busy. Uh, you got to start probably at the NFL. Uh, Saquon Barkley, look, uh, about a $900,000 bump on his tag uh, offer of 10.1. 10, uh, he's roughly up to $11 million. Signs a one-year deal with the Giants. Josh Jacobs uh, going to hold out. Uh, Joey Bosa going to hold out uh, with just all sorts of little goodies with the NFL. So, uh, yeah, tis the season, training camp's opening, and guys who got tagged, obviously, are not happy about it. And uh, Saquon, you know, uh, along with Jacobs and others, Tony Pollard in Dallas, uh, you know, the angst is that the, the running back position is 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 fallen so dramatically. I mean, if you look at what Diggs signed for in Dallas, $18-17 a year, and then you look, uh, you know, all the way uh, down to what these running backs are signing for. Look it, it's been a devalued position. It just is. I mean football teams now throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. And so the running back position has just been totally transformed. And it's just it's just not the it's just not the way it is anymore. Uh, it's just it's a, it's a it's a it's a position that's been devalued. But lots to get to meantime Jalen Brown speaking of money and contracts five years, $304 million. Uh enormous money there. Also in Boston, Patrice Bergeron, 19-year career NHL is over. He retires. And then Jim Harbaugh staring down the barrel at Michigan with a four-game suspension. Uh, so that looks like it's getting finalized. So a lot to get to on a Tuesday into a Wednesday across the country and around the world. It is Sports Overnight America. We'll keep you updated with all the scores, interviews, and highlights. Uh, the women's uh, soccer World Cup. We'll keep you apprised of that situation as well. Dom's download a little bit later on. We get to it here on Sports Byline Broadcast. Keep it right here.
3: Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote.
1: Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. All right, talking
2: the world of sports here on Sports Byline. Uh, take you up right top of the next hour. Lots to get to: scores, interviews, and highlights. Baseball back in full swing. Uh, you know, I had a few day games on uh, Monday, and then uh, obviously we start some new series. Red Sox, Atlanta. Keep an eye on that. Tell you what, as. Uh, We've been kind of shilling for the Giants this year. San Francisco—they got exactly what the doctor ordered. They got—I uh, mean—six-game losing streak. They've got the—they uh, got the Oakland A's on their schedule. But don't, don't look now, Oakland's been—it's uh, been a pain in the rear for some teams. I mean, the Red Sox went out there thinking they could fatten up and keeping their hot streak going, and got uh, got tamed by the A's. So, but that's what the Giants need right now. But you know, listen, Cincinnati, Milwaukee walk-off last night uh, with Yelich. Uh, that divisional race in the National League Central, very good. Uh, but listen, there's there's a lot of teams. We're coming we're coming up on the deadline, I'm not going to bore you. Every single talk show is doing it. You know, Otani is he going to be moved? Uh, are the Mets going to move Verlander, Scherzer, one or the other? Uh, will Texas, you know, get someone behind Nathan Ivaldi, uh, who the Red Sox? for some godforsaken reason. He, he he wanted just any excuse at all to stay in Boston, but uh, the Red Sox didn't give him. Chime Bloom's done a horrible job there in Boston. So we'll see if Texas uh, goes out and gets a starting pitcher. You know, will the Cubs be sellers? Are they deluding themselves into thinking they can get back into it? Uh, Arizona and the Giants, you know, everybody in the National League West, and even the Padres, other than the Rockies. I mean, the Padres feel like they can uh, – they they can squeeze back in it here, so we'll see. Uh, so we're coming up on the deadline. I'm not going to bore you. There's too much going on. You know what the biggest story is, and it's football, and it's New York, and it's not the Giants and Saquon Barkley, it's the Jets. You know, and I understand this whole thing with HBO and Hard Knocks, and you know, I, deep down inside, I think Aaron Rodgers loves the facts that uh, loves the fact that Hard Knocks and HBO are kicking around camp. I really do. Training camp is tedious. And for, for Rodgers, it spreads out all the, the illumination of the Jets. Now, he is the focal point, and why wouldn't he be? I mean, he's been a, what, two-, three-time MVP. Uh, you know, he puts the Jets certainly, you know, in the discussion about a Super Bowl. And to me, I can't, I can't get enough of this. I really can't. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know I'm in a decided minority other than Jets Nation and their their fan base. But the Jets haven't been this relevant in a long, long time. I mean, they had a few years. What back in what 2008, nine, maybe 2010, 2011. I remember that the Iowa kid carrying the ball for him, Sean Green. You know, they they were they were they were relevant. But they haven't been really relevant, like Super Bowl relevant forever. I mean, we're going way way back. I mean, Joe Namath for crying out loud. So, you know, and listen, uh, they're going to do it with new blood. Now, obviously, Rodgers is new old blood because he's, you know, if he comes back for a second year, and what the Jets are saying right now is, yeah, it's about this year, but he's he's committed to a second year. So, you know, they're going to take it one year at a time, old cliche, but Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. And do I think he's going to get them? Do I think he's going to get to them uh, in the Super Bowl uh, in, in the next two years? I think he's got a damn good chance. I really do, because he's got so many skilled players behind him. And ironically, one of them is a running back who got hurt last year and would have been an odds on for rookie of the year, and that's Brees Hall, the kid out of Iowa State. Uh, he went down uh, when he tore up his knee. But if you just look at the talent on this team, and it's defensively, this rookie, again, Iowa State, Will McDonald. You look at the receiving core. I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't, you know, just doesn't start, with a with a clean slate, I mean, he's getting Alan Lazard, he's getting Randall Cobb, he's got uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's got a he's got a stable of receivers, and he's got enough of a, a running back uh, depth, enough running back depth to balance this team out offensively. So listen, and then throw the defense into it, and just look at uh, the changes, and then schedule schedule wise. I mean, the the NFL's got to love this. They, they've got to love this. Look at this schedule. The Jets open on September 11th, a Monday night, and they're home in New York against Buffalo. Week two, Dallas. Week three, New England. Week four, Kansas City, Mahomes. Week five, at Denver. Week six, Philadelphia, before a bye week. And then they go stay right at home. It's a rogue game, but they're playing the New York Giants. Can you imagine? I mean, that's more not half the schedule, but the first seven weeks you can't ignore them. The New York Football Jets are going to be the face of the NFL, and it just won't because of, it won't be just because of Aaron Rodgers. He'll be a big part of it, a very big part of it, because he's the quarterback. But it's just, it, it's just fascinating how when you really get into the fine dissecting of the Jets, you realize how talented this team's going to be. And guess what? If they, if they don't, it'll be a bust. And guess what? He's, he knows full well he's going to get the lion's share of the criticism. That's the way it goes. When you win, the quarterback gets too much credit. When you lose, the quarterback um, gets too much blame. It's just the way it works. Win, he gets the credit. You lose, they get the blame. That's just the way it goes. And the coach also gets his proportionate share. So that's where we go. So across the way, yeah, Saquon Barkley signs. It's kind of like a little crawl item across the bottom of your TV screen. Not that big a deal. Uh, But the NFL, listen, camps are underway. Uh, Don't look now. The Jets are the featured team against Cleveland in the Hall of Fame game coming up on August 3rd. Don't think that that's not a coincidence because it isn't a coincidence. It's by design. They're the face of the NFL right now. That's just the way it goes. All right. So, uh, yeah, the baseball stuff uh, we talked about. Look, teams are starting to make some small deals. The Red Sox, look, um, they they have they have done much better than anyone really expected, especially the way they started the year. So right now they just got a logjam of players in the middle infield, and Kiki Hernandez is going back to the Dodgers. They're going to get two mid-level uh, bullpen guys, pitchers, uh, really a relatively small trade. But it's, you, the process starts. Otani, I don't think he's going anywhere. Keep in mind, after the 31st, the Angels are still going to have 29, uh, 29 home games. And Artie Moreno, the owner, is not going to sit there and squander nearly 30 games of revenue. So I, I don't see it. Can they re-sign him? I mean, the odds say no. I mean, the odds say no. That uh, Otani, uh, if you had to... Uh, put a field together and uh, kind of rate him as possibility, Dodgers would be high on that list. You know, you're starting to hear even, you know, the Red Sox, that he likes Fenway, and I think that might be wishful thinking on, you know, on my part, yours truly, and all of the Red Sox fans. You know, the Mets and Yankees always have to be figured when it comes to uh, a high-profile free agent. First of all, for money, also exposure, the ancillary income, the endorsement stuff. I mean, we're talking today – Jalen Brown signed for $60 million a year over the next five years with the Boston Celtics. He's not even the best player in his team. Can you imagine where the Otani negotiations are going to start? I mean, is this going to be literally our first $100 million player? And don't think I'm crazy on this because he may take a shorter deal year-wise with longer money. It could be a five-year 50 or 500 million dollar deal i mean they're going to recoup that money if it's a major market team san francisco los angeles new york chicago and i don't think he's going to be in the mix for chicago i just don't that's what we're talking about and they will they, they can justify that expense we're not that far away we're not that far away. And don't forget, there's there's Saudi Arabian money sneak. Mbappe, the soccer player, we're gonna to get to this with Dom. They offered him $780 million. And so far, he said he's gonna turn it down to go play soccer for a Saudi Arabian team. And we know what's going on with the PGA and the Live Golf Tour. So it's just it is ridiculous. And we can sit here and whine about it, but it's it's reality. And Otani's going to sign for, I'm telling you, he might become, or it will be on the cusp of being a $100 million a year player. That's where we're at right now. All right, so uh, yeah, Harbaugh, college football, we will get into that. What's interesting, there is four-game suspension. Who would he miss? He would miss the first four games of the year. It would be all four home games. Michigan opens their season with four straight home games. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and one Big Ten game against Rutgers. He will be back for the at Nebraska game, the biggest home game of the year for the Huskers. But that's what it looks like. Four-game ban for Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. We'll come back. It'll be Dom's download. We'll take you up to the top of the hour. Scores, interviews, and highlights. Keeping an eye on the Women's World Cup in both uh, New Zealand and Australia here on Sports Byline Broadcast. We're presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, Randy Burns. He's also sitting on the board of Iowa.
4: Right now.
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. That's 800 965 1295.
2: Sports, byline, scores, interviews, and highlights throughout the overnight. Dom's download brought to you by Vanguard Utility Partners by DestinationGrill with the need.com. Our football launch party coming up on Thursday, August 17th, 5 to 9, Destination Grill in Grimes, Iowa. Lots to get to. Uh, told you about Harbaugh. We'll do a little bit more on that later on. Jalen Brown, crazy money, played his college ball in the Bay Area at Cal. Second best player on that team. Uh, and I'm not so sure that he wasn't the third best player. He shot 16% from three points. He had more turnovers than he had assists in, the, in their uh, Eastern Conference final series against Miami. He, uh, I mean, in the year before against Golden State in the finals, uh, both he and uh, Tatum were not great. Let's get to Dom's download. He'll weigh in. Um, was Jalen Brown much of a figure there when he played collegiately at Cal? Dom, do you remember
5: it all? I mean, he was good, but, again, we've kind of discussed this before. The Bay Area, we don't really care about college sports as a whole unless you go to one of the schools or you're in proximity. So, yeah, he was good at Cal, but nobody was watching Cal basketball for the most part in the Bay Area, and that's just a byproduct of multiple um, professional teams. The focus is there. The focus is on, at the time, the Raiders, the Niners, the Giants, the A's, the Warriors – nobody was paying attention to Cal basketball.
2: I got a whole bunch. We're going to clean out the sports closet of our minds here on Dom's download. I got a lot to get to. I'm going to go soccer again. Number two hole today. Batting second will be who is the most relevant soccer player. It came up on part of the interruption today with Kornheiser and Wilbon. I immediately thought of you. Uh, Lionel Messi or Mbappe? And Mbappe turned down three quarters of a billion dollars apparently to play in Saudi Arabia or for a Saudi Arabian team. I don't know the details. Who's more relevant, Messi or Mbappe?
5: That's tough because relevancy is is so much loaded into that one word. Who would I rather have? Mm -hmm. Who's the better player right now? It's obviously Kylian Mbappe. He's way younger. In terms of moving uh, the needle for a team trying to acquire them, Kylian Mbappe. But in terms of fandom and popularity – it's messy, so I'll say it's twofold. It depends on yeah. kind of what you're aiming after for relevancy. If, if you're looking for a social media following, your team to get a boost in 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 tickets, in eyeballs, it's gonna be messy. If your team is looking to improve, period. Where and this is no knock on Mbappe, he can still bring in numbers, bring in eyeballs. That's why Al Hilal is offering him almost a billion dollars to come play for a year. But if you want to win too, it's Mbappe because he's in his, he may not even be in his prime actually. So I'll say overall it's messy just because of his generalized impact on wherever he goes.
2: All right. I'm going to have to, and I agree with that. He's not yet 25. He's only 24. So spin the calendar ahead the next 10 to 12 years. I mean, is Mbappe going to be the face of soccer globally? I mean, is he going to be what Tiger Woods was to golf?
5: With soccer? So I'll answer it before you threw out the Tiger Woods reference. I'll say, yes, he'll be the face of soccer. It's going to be him and Erling Holland, who plays for uh, Manchester City. The only problem with Holland is he plays for Norway internationally. They're not always going to be competitive on the biggest stage at, like, the World Cup. Like, this last one, they didn't qualify. Mbappe plays for France. France is always going to be there. So I'll say, yes, he'll probably be the most impactful player globally in 10 years. There's tons of other young players, but Mbappe is already doing doing things veterans have never compl- uh, accomplished. But when you throw the Tiger Woods thing, I, I think there will never be another Tiger Woods in any sport.
3: The, Interesting. the, the way Interesting. The, the way wow. that
5: Tiger Woods made an entire sport, which had been around... For almost a hundred years, he made it cool. He he made it not a stodgy, boring old white guy thing. I think a lot of people the golf the golf the golf boom that we had in right. during the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic, when golf was one of the only activities you could go do because it was outside and obviously well spaced. Yeah. I don't think that blows up with my generation, the millennials. Without Tiger Woods and and him being a, I can't even say a dominant presence, a once in a sport, not a generation, not a lifetime, a once in a sport type player and his dominance, it was appointment viewing as a kid. My dad golfed. He wasn't a stodgy old white guy, but I got into it, A, because I got to hang out with my dad and B, because Tiger Woods was freaking cool and he was kicking everyone's butt. So I, yeah. I'll say what he has done for the sport is impossibly uh, is impossible to accomplish for anybody in any other sport.
2: Yeah, duplication of that. I, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting though, because I'm telling you, as you well know, soccer has taken hold. I, Dom, the, I, these women, you know, a lot of people, and I, we talked about this yesterday, and we we got a long, uh, we got a lot. A lot of time to talk thank god because there's so much good content here today but tom these television numbers with soccer you cannot ignore these numbers i'm telling you the women soccer is outdrawing major league baseball's midsummer classic the all-star game was a disaster and these women with, with basically no relevancy in this country per se and the numbers are astonishing i mean soccer is here to stay and i never thought we'd see this day I'll be honest with you. I was one of those guys saying, you know what? It's a sport that everybody plays that don't play uh, that doesn't you know, like football. And it's not true. How has soccer transformed from being casual to now being a dyed in the wool followed sport in this country? I'm amazed. I really am. How did it happen?
5: That's a great question. I I don't have the obvious answer. I will say it doesn't surprise me that some of the women's games have pulled in great numbers. That's part of why the U.S. women were so adamant about equal pay is because they brought eyeballs. People were watching them. They were winning World Cups. The revenue they generated Uh, was greater than the men. Now, I understand that's the argument with, like, the WNBA versus the NBA and the the just egregious mismatch in salaries. I don't agree with it. However, the NBA revenue far exceeds what the WNBA does. So I understand the disparity. But when it comes to the international teams, the, the national teams here for the U.S., the women, anything that you can, like, any barometer you want to use to why somebody should be paid X amount of money, they they beat the men at every time. They it, pass it, the it, test yes, every if, time. If, if, if you're an true. advertiser, if you're an advertiser, you tell me who do you think is going to be more impactful to your campaign, Christian Pulisic or Alex Morgan? It's going to be Alex Morgan, 10, 10 times out of 10, unless it's for something super specific for a guy, then 9 times out of 10. That's just how it works and they are so entertaining there and it's very similarly to the tiger woods thing people love to watch teams that they can root for people they can root for dominate and when the national teams are playing it's just the like just like the olympics too we all forget whether we're democrats or republicans or uh, coasters or midwesterners or southerners We're all rooting, 99.9% of us are on the same team when it comes to this kind of stuff. So that is why I think especially the U.S. women, in addition to these other games, have been pulling in such great numbers.
2: Tom, here's the other thing. They'll play Netherlands on Wednesday evening. Okay, it'll be a prime time. But look at the time. You're talking about New Zealand and Australia, East Coast, it's 15 hours difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they're playing that game, it's a day ahead. And we're still getting quirky We're getting quirky start times, and we're getting phenomenal numbers. I think you nailed something, and it, it's true. It is the women. This country has been starved for a, a sport, and the, the Olympics do it. And I had a buddy challenge me the other day saying, look, you, you, you're wrong, Marty, because look at the numbers that figure skating pulls in. I said, no, I, I'll make the same comparison. Figure skating does great. You know why? Because, there, A, it's for the most part women, and we identify – with our, our figure skaters, our Olympic athletes, we, we just do. We like star power. That's what drives the NBA. Star power. It what drives baseball with Otani and Trout and other players. A Rod during his day. McGuire, Sosa. Is it the star quality that you think does it, or is it more the team concept, Don? Real
5: quick. It, it it's hard. It it. I think I'll say it depends on the sport where there could be somebody marketable. Obviously, if you look at like snowboarding, Sean White and Chloe Kim individually are way more marketable than the U.S. snowboarding team or skateboarding team, whatever it might be. But I I will say, I think the the biggest numbers get pulled for things that a large portion of America has experience with. There are millions of Americans who have gone ice skating. And to be able to see something that they've, I assume a large portion, have fallen on at some point And to see Mm -hmm. people do what they do at that level, not just the women, but the men, too. Nathan Chen, and then you want to go back Mm -hmm. into the past, Scott Hamilton, Johnny Weir, uh, Brian Boitano, all, all those people. It's something that they can relate to. Soccer, people can relate to kicking a ball around. Basketball, they can relate mm-hmm. to it. But with some of these sports like basketball and baseball, we've played baseball. Nobody's hit a ni- not, Most people have never faced a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, though. But a lot of times we see so much of that, that the kind of wow factor, it, we become numb to it. So when you do see this kind of soccer, the snowboarding, the skiing, the curling... We've never done curling, but how many <laughs> of us have crazy. been like, Yeah, I kind of want to try curling? I think I think I could do that. I think that's the kind of, wow, aw shucks, I've done something similar <laughs> but can never do that. I think that's the big thing for ratings when it comes to national events.
2: Yeah, when I think of curling, I think of my sisters back in the day curling their hair with their blow dryer. So that's all I can tell you about that. <laughs> all right, we come back on the other side. NFL News, uh, New York, Jets, Saquon Barkley, Jacobs what about Bosa what about Purdy getting the all clear not going on the pup the physically unable to perform lots to get to some NFL chatter coming up with Dom's download part two coming up here across the country and around the world on sports byline broadcast keep it right here
4: I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal
0: pneumonia. I have asthma.
1: pricing information. 800-915-9654. 800-915-9654. 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654.
0: Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry,
1: supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845.
2: Thumbs Down load. Part Number Two, brought to you by Vanguard Utility Partners. Our good friend Randy Byrne, also by Destination Grill. Our football launch party on Thursday, August seventeenth. In fact, we got a meeting there tomorrow, so we will likely be at Destination Grill tomorrow—a Wednesday into a Thursday edition. So we look forward to that, and uh, away we go. All right, let's get Dom in here. Uh, Dom, you heard what I said at the open. I'm, 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 I'm falling for this Jets thing. I'm all in. I really am. I'm all in on. Uh, Rodgers, Brees, Hall's healthy. Will McDonald, the rookie, and being partial to those former Iowa State guys. But um, I mean, right now, I'm 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 starting to think 12 and five, and they got a they got a schedule. You heard me say the first seven weeks. I mean, it's going to be hard not to talk about the Jets, and we know what ESPN, you know, the East Coast Sports Network, you know, they're going to be all over this. Am I uh, am I getting too giddy? Or you want to reel me in on the Jets here a little bit? Go ahead. Give me a quick
5: hit. I'm just surprised. It felt like just a month ago you were like, I'm I'm already over it, Dom. Oh, the Jets. No, no, not the Jets, not Aaron Rodgers. And now here you are, fascinated and enthralled. Aaron Rodgers lured you in again. No, uh, what I'll say is I'll believe it when I see it. Yes, Aaron Hmm. Rodgers is a huge upgrade over Joe Flacco and Mike White and Zach Wilson, but there's a lot of question marks to be had still. And one of those question marks is Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't been, he's getting old, Marty. I don't even want to say he hasn't been yeah, the Aaron Rodgers know, of but... the past. He's old. He's old. He's not as good as he once was. So in that, in that division, there are two teams that are over 500 type teams you got the bills who are contenders for the, the Super Bowl, and let alone the AFC. And I think the, Dolphins, the Dolphins are very good. Yep. Patriots, yep maybe 500-ish, they could wreck havoc uh, with interdivisional games. So I'll I'll check back with me six weeks in, and I'll let you know what I think about the Jets with an honest opinion. So I I think, yes, your expectations, I think 12-5 and might be a little much, but I could see it happening. But there are a lot of factors at play in a lot of games, a lot of tough games that they'll have to win, including four within the division, not including the Patriots.
2: Okay, so we talk about the running back position. I want to bring Brees Hall into the equation because he was he was trending towards rookie of the year, tore up the knee, gone for the year. And yet the running back position almost in a flash has been so devalued, and we'll get to Barkley in a moment. But yet Brees Hall is, is counted on, I think, dramatically to pick up where he left off before he blew out his knee in balancing out the Jets. And don't go too crazy about Rodgers and his age. He's not. Don't. Uh, he's not dead and buried yet. And all he's got to do is play a catch. He's got some guys he can throw the ball to. He can play catch with some pretty damn good receivers, and he's got a good arm still. And the arm will, I think, more than carry him. So convoluted question. Brees Hall, running back, devalued position, but seen as instrumental in balancing out the Jets' offensive attack. Go ahead.
5: So. When we use the term devalued, and obviously you've been hearing a lot of it over the last week, I, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer in terms of what people expect it to mean. They, they, they think it literally means teams are not putting value on running backs. But what I think it really is is that teams are putting a different monetary value in how much they want to invest in the position. Because how often are we seeing it now? Teams turning to a rookie running back, a second-year running back, because Mm -hmm. those guys are cost-effective. They help balance the ledger everywhere else. And that's why so many times the best window for a team to win a Super Bowl is when they draft a new quarterback. We saw Joe Burrow do it. We saw Patrick Mahomes do it, and Burrow didn't win, but he made a run. We, we've oh. seen Josh Allen try to make a run before he got his big payday. That because that's when you can invest the resources in the rest of the team instead of paying Patrick Mahomes fifty million dollars. You can spend twenty on Kelsey, ten on a couple defensive linemen, stuff like that. So I think that's really what it is when it comes to devaluing the position. It, it, it's literal the monetary value it's not that teams aren't reliant we see we've seen it Bijan robinson he's expected he, we've talked about it he's going in first rounds in fantasy leagues because they know the yeah. falcons are going to run with him the falcons last year tyler Algier, a young guy i look at the the John, the 49ers prior to christian mccaffrey they went with whatever cheap option they could find and it worked the the uh, the Steelers have drafted Najee Harris, and he already might be going by the wayside after just a couple of years. So it's not that teams don't value the position in terms of being success and needing the position and quality players at the position in order to have success. It's that they would rather allocate that money elsewhere. So, yeah, I'll okay. say, yeah, so I'll say you- I'll say that's what it is.
2: I think that's true uh, in many respects. Yet, with some teams, Kansas City most notable, they don't run the ball that much. They just don't. I mean, they they run it when they have to. And most of their running, by the way, is usually a broken play. And you know who's going to run the football, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Scrambles and razzles and dazzles. But that is very interesting. All right, so let's go across the way to uh, the Giants. Did Barkley make a good deal for himself? I mean, he really had a gun to his head. He had, you know, Josh Jacobs hasn't blinked so far with the Raiders. But what do you think of Barkley? Did he? I I think he did what he had to do. To be honest with you, yeah, he wanted to play football. Yeah, Yeah. he
5: wasn't going to get the big extension. Getting a raise, albeit a million dollar raise, you'll take it. You'll take it. You'll take a raise for you know what they were offered to you. What was offered to you and what mm-hmm. you ended up accepting, and you get a million dollars extra out of it. Now, you don't get to sit out training camp, which is probably going to be a little annoying as, as a veteran player like Barkley is. But, okay. you know, right. it, it, it's got to be a win. It, it has to be considered a win because he says he wants to retire a Giant. He clearly wants to be there. It, it's not a situation like Josh Jacobs where the, Ra- it, it, the biggest source of contention between the Raiders and Josh Jacobs is they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. That's the mm-hmm. big thing. That's a middle finger from the organization to Josh Jacobs a little bit. So I understand why he's extra annoyed. We, we saw Tony Pollard. He signed his salary uh, salary tag, franchise tag. So he's back there for the got. one year. He wants to play. And same with Saquon Barkley. So uh, tip of the cap to Saquon. I hope he gets the, the money that he feels he's worth uh, over the long term uh, after this contract.
2: Well, more evidence that you're right about it's it, it's more of a money monetary devaluation than it is a a, a strategic devaluation mm-hmm. of the position, because running backs still have the highest attrition rate of any position in the National Football League. Running backs have the lowest lifespan. It's just a shade over three and a half, four years. So, and and, and that's because you carry the ball a lot, you get hit a lot, and quite frankly, the wear and tear on running backs is extremely extremely high and i'm not saying to this to devalue interior linemen linebackers defensive ends edge rushers whatever even even your safeties and cornerbacks it's a collision sport all right let's get to uh your backyard purdy i thought he was headed for pup i I really did physically unable to perform not the case he's been sounded the all clear what about joey bosa let's start with purdy and quarterback and that's going to be interesting that 49er quarterbacking situation is going to be very interesting to watch unfold
5: yeah uh Again, I've told you I'm not the biggest Brock Purdy guy. I'm a Trey Lance guy. I firmly believe that long-term he's the better player, but it's good Uh that he's healthy. It's good that Brock Purdy's healthy and that he'll be able to participate because then if Trey Lance isn't 100% healthy, now you've got a guy who's proven he can win the NFL ready to go. And guess what? He's making pennies on the dollar, which is even the better part. You got a guy who can win in the league. He may not be flashy, but a guy who's shown he can win in the league and he's not making any money, that's perfect for a team like the 49ers. And we'll see how healthy he is. Obviously, it' healthy enough, but um, obviously when you suffer a ligament injury, there's going to be the the fear of re-injury, and whenever you do have a fear of re-injuring, that's when mm-hmm. you can get injured again. So we'll see how Brock Purdy handles it mentally. As for Nick Bosa, I think you mentioned Joey. He's his brother. I, uh, me. I meant to the say Chargers. Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right, good. My bad. Yep. Uh, but yep. for Nick Bosa, um It's funny. So he's holding out, but Lynch has already come out and said, we're continuing the dialogue. The dialogue has been great working on what is going to be a record setting extension. I'm not going to pay any mind to him missing time. It's not one of those ones where Boses camp or the 49ers have both said, we're really far apart. We're disappointed in Nick that he's not going to be at it. That's not the case. It sounds like it's There are so many moving parts here, both with him wanting to be compensated. And like I said, it's probably going to be the biggest uh, contract for a defensive player, maybe even a D lineman, but maybe in general as a defensive player. And the way the 49ers are going to have to do some money magic. This is a team that has a little bit of cap room, but the figure that's going to come in for Nick Bosa is going to be a fat Number, Marty. So their numbers guy, Parag Marate, is probably heavily involved trying to make the numbers work so that they don't have to uh, cut guys at other positions and they can try to win this Super Bowl that has eluded them the last few years.
2: All right. Jim Harbaugh, you had him out there. He's a strange duck. He's lying through his teeth. The NCAA has caught him with his hand in the cookie jar. He was practicing. He was recruiting. He was doing what he shouldn't have done during the COVID-19 shutdown in college football. Now it's a four-game ban. He still will not take full responsibility. But you know what? The penalty is a slap on his wrist. He's going to coach the team throughout the week. He can't be around on, on Saturday. He's going to miss East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. It's almost like a paid vacation. You had him there with his $8 khakis. I mean, he's a strange duck. Jim Harbaugh, give me a quick take.
5: All those games at home, too, Marty. Yeah, Really, really yes, going to yes. miss uh, Harbaugh for those four games at home. But um, I've said it before on the show, Jim Harbaugh – is amazing at rebuilding or or taking what is of a team when he arrives and working his magic in just a few years that they're completely revamped. I will say however, like Jose Mourinho in soccer, as great as he is at building things up, it, whether Tears he it whether he wins or not, he wears out his welcome really quick. Yep. And yep. I I don't know if he's gotten to that point in at Michigan yet. But I feel like he's getting there really close, and and the suspension doesn't surprise me. Jim Harbaugh seems like a great guy, but he gives me used car salesman vibes when I look yes. at him. That hasn't yeah. changed in the ten years since he's been with the Niners, so um, I'm not surprised he got suspended for. Uh, he said he got charged with lying. He said it was unintentional lying because he forgot. Yeah. So. <laughs> If that's yeah, right, not if that's right, not right, the most right. Yeah, I lied, but I didn't know I was lying. I yeah. it's it's just it it screams Jim Harbaugh.
2: What does it say for Michigan though? He openly flirted with both the Vikings and Broncos. They both passed on him and he had Safe Harbor to return to Ann Arbor. It just shocks me that Michigan they enable him. And they've enabled other coaches over the years. This is what this is the Michigan way. I mean, Harbaugh is he's running the show there, not the school president, not the athletic director, Jim Harbaugh. He does.
5: He he does. And I think we're like what four or five years in with him there now. The mm-hmm. the whole shine of him being the head coach. I'm I'm surprised it's still as shiny to Michigan boosters and the AD and all that as as it is. Because obviously, when you bring mm-hmm. him in. That's a huge get. Guy who yep. played there, coached in the NFL, almost won a couple couple Super Bowls. Wow! People are going to want to come watch this team. few years later, few years of mediocrity, a few years of stellar play. I'm surprised that they feel the shine is still as bright.
2: And here's what it came down to. It didn't come down to winning. It didn't come down to getting into the Final Four. It came to snapping an eight-game losing streak with their rival, The Ohio State University. And don't look now, they've won the last two and will be favored probably to do it again this year, perhaps. All right, good job. Dom's download presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, our good friend, Randy Byrne. Also give a shout out to Ben Crambeck and everyone at claim-doc.com. Yes, insurance, your health plans, you CEOs and you corporate people out there, guess what? You can save up to 30%. Investigate with claim-doc.com. I'm Marty Terrell here on Sports Byline. We're coming back. What's hot, what's not? What's in, what's out? Keep it here on Sports Byline.
1: That's eight hundred nine four nine zero zero thirty nine. 949 39 Paid for by the Tax Helpline.
2: All right, talking to the world of sports here on Sports Byline. Take it right up to the top of the hour. News at the top of the hour. Keep you updated with scores, interviews, and highlights. And the overnight, uh, we'll keep an eye on that women's World Cup soccer from both uh, New Zealand and Australia. What's hot, what's not? Look at the, the women's soccer, USA, Netherlands tomorrow. Um, it's good folks. It's not only good, it's excellent. And we're only in group play. Once we get out of groups and we get into elimination play, it's only going to get better. I think we're going to set all time records for viewership. And with with the time difference between, uh, the mainland U S and, uh, New Zealand and and Australia it's you know, and obviously they're going to adjust it to accommodate, uh, American television. Um, Mm -hmm. They're getting great numbers. They really are. Uh, the Wilt Chamberlain documentary, which I have uh, alluded to before, folks, you have to see this. If, if you don't even know who Wilt Chamberlain is now, most people, you know, know that Wilt Chamberlain was the only player in NBA history to score 100 points in a game. He did so back on what March 1st or 2nd, uh, 1960, 62, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Against the New York Knickerbockers, and then drove back to New York with members of the Knicks team. Didn't even take the team bus. It's a very interesting story. But uh, the documentary, all in, all in on Wilt Chamberlain. And you know, most of the people talking about, well, it's about the twenty thousand women. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. He he. He had relations with some twenty thousand women, allegedly. Uh, there's so much more to the story than that, and that's what people are focusing on. Uh, watch the documentary. It is—it's one of the best sports documentaries that I've ever seen. I'm all in. So, in on the soccer. Here's what I'm in on. He ready for this one? Anybody ever heard of dry shampoo? I'd never heard of such a thing. That's like taking a—you a, know—a shower, a dry shower. Dry shampoo? What are you kidding me? That's how I wash my hair today, dry shampoo. How about that? I'm all for it. I bring up some crazy stuff, but dry shampoo. I can even tell you the brand. It's Olaplex. Check it out. Dry shampoo. Just spray it on, rub your scalp, and away you go. If you're running late in the morning, it's perfect. For the whole crew, I'm Marty Terrell, Dominic Jimenez. Excellent job on Sports Byline Broadcast. Keep it right here.